something that I've heard countless times from a massive number of creators in the last six months. My engagement is so low, and that's myself included. While there are changes happening within our go-to platforms that are absolutely affecting the engagement that we're seeing, we can't always blame everything on the algorithm, right? Like any other brand, building a dedicated, loyal community takes time, energy, money, effort, so much. But it's what really makes our personal brands valuable and strong. Right now, I'm reading a book called Billion Dollar Brand Club, which outlines how some of the most well-known brands of our generation got started and how they're soaring. This book tells the story of Warby Parker and how they would literally invite people into their tiny apartment to try on glasses when they were first getting started. Now they have over 350 employees working in their customer service department, their largest category of employment behind their retail stores, and they aim to have an actual person answer the phone within six seconds. If that doesn't make you feel like you are part of a valued community, I don't know what does. The secret to building community around your brand is to show people that they're valued. We saw how Warby Parker was able to do that, but how can we as creators who are building personal brands do the same? I'm Kristen Busquette. I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you the entrepreneurial creator to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're here with the ladies of Marketing Happy Hour, Erica and Cassie. If you're trying to navigate your career in marketing and are unsure about new strategies and creative tactics to use, their show is for you. Having both spent years in the marketing world, even currently, Erica and Cassie interview world-class marketers from top brands like Taco Bell, Universal Studios, FabFitFun, Glossy, and more. We're diving into proven strategies that creators can use to build community around your personal brand. We're chatting about how much time to spend building community, how it can be valuable, and how to keep that community strong long-term. We're giving you the scoop on all things relationship building with your audience. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. My friends, if you are not part of our Social Mate Creator community just yet, this is the time to join. The holidays are coming up, I know, but we've got some time off around the holidays typically, and this is a great time to get in our membership so that you can have time to dive into all of the resources that we offer. This membership has literally everything that you need in order to get started and to soar in your creator business, like templates, ebooks, resources, weekly reels, trending sounds, live Q&A office hours that we do as a group, over 60 community members and creators who are there to help you to network with, to hang out with, and to run ideas past. Plus, you do have one-on-one access to me with any questions. And most of the time, anyone who wants to book a one-on-one call with me, this is over $150. So this is a great way to get access to me, get access to the coaching that you need and the community and resources that you need for literally less than what you're probably spending at Starbucks every week. (laughs) You can use code SCOOP for 50% off of your first month of membership, making it less than $20. What are you guys doing? I will see you there. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 57 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. So it is basically the beginning of December, but guys, I I need a break, okay? You know when you hit this point where you're just like, I just need some time to like recenter myself, to just spend some time with myself and my family, and that's where I'm at right now. So I've got some news for you, some really, really great news, and some okay 
news, okay? So we will be on a holiday break after this episode until the first week of 2023. That's bad news, right? But our first episode back is going to be my reflection on 2022. I did this last year, about the year previous, and it was one of our highest rated episodes. This is my episode where I'm giving you truly the inside scoop on what this year has looked like for me, the good, the bad, all of the social media things. And it's really just a relatable wrap up that I'm actually really excited about. It's probably my favorite episode to do. So that will be the first week of 2023. Now we also have a couple great things that are happening for 2023. First of all, we're going to be shortening our Tuesday episodes from 60 minutes to somewhere closer to 45 minutes, because I want you guys to get all of your nuggets of information in a little bit less time. I know most commutes aren't 60 minutes if you're listening on your commute. So you've got a little bit less uh, fluff in here and more information packed into those 45 minutes. But the best news of all the news I'm most excited about starting in 2023, we will be releasing two episodes a week. So our Tuesday episodes will remain as is and on Thursdays, we're bringing you a coaching session episode with a member of our social mate community. So all of our community members who are part of our private community, which actually is getting a new name come the new year, you're going to be very excited about it. Anyone who is part of this membership, all of our members get free coaching calls that are going live on the podcast. So you guys will actually be able to hear me coach through some of the things that all of these creators are going through on a podcast episode every Thursday. Very excited about it. I think you guys are going to absolutely love it. And we will get started on that in the new year. Let's dive into this week's news. There's some good, some bad and some straight up, I'm not going to lie, confusing. Okay. First things first, Pinterest has officially ended its creator rewards program. I'm going to read for you word to word. This is something that they said in a note in their creator rewards help page it also went out in an email. So The Creator Rewards Program will end on November 30th, 2022. Obviously, this already happened. To all the creators who participated, thank you for your partnership. We're committed to exploring more ways to help you find success on Pinterest, and we're looking forward to finding more opportunities to work together in 2023. The internet went wild because this was a huge way that creators were making income. Guys, this is why you have to have a diverse income because if you're straight up, you know, only relying on the platforms to give you their creator rewards, rewards to make your money, things like this happen where it just ends, especially, you know, with Instagram, we've seen that happen so many times now. So what I've heard the tea on TikTok, okay, is that many people were stealing content and repurposing it as pins and essentially being compensated for others work, you know, so it's understandable. I see how this could be a problem. So interesting that it happened. We'll have to see what happens in 2023 with the Pinterest creative rewards program or whatever new partnership that they're working on. We'll find out. Also, So Instagram is testing a new feature to create a reel from a carousel post. So when you go to the menu on a carousel post, you will see an option that says create a reel for this post. Then you'll be able to sync the clips of that carousel post to an audio track of your choosing. Now, is this not super similar to what TikTok just started doing where they let you sync photos up to music and then basically post that as a TikTok? Here's the thing. I read a post from someone the other day and it was just like when people copy other people's things, it's like a recipe for disaster because you are not building that. It's not original, first of all, but also like your audience maybe doesn't want what you're copying. And I think Instagram is a great example of this. We've only seen them copy things from other platforms this entire year. And look where that got us, Instagram. 
if you're listening you're probably not but if you are come on let's let's get some originality here this is like getting a little crazy speaking of copying things instagram continues to work on the glimpse stories feature so for those who don't know yet instagram's glimpse I can't even say it. Instagram's glimpse feature is essentially their version of Be Real. So you get a notification and you share a photo or video using the front and back camera to show that what you're up to. Typically, content must be shared within just a couple of minutes from getting that notification. After hearing about this, you know, previously, my biggest question was like, where is this going to live on the app? And after seeing mobile developer Alessandro Paluzzi's tweet, it seems that it will live right next to your photo in the stories queue up at the top it it just basically was like your photo for stories and then right next to it it was a little button that said glimpse I'm assuming you click on that and you can scroll through I don't know I'm just not into it TikTok tried to do it with TikTok now I did it for a few days and then I was like eh I'm never doing anything that's exciting enough for this maybe that's the problem Uh, but either way I'm just like not excited about this and also we have it on TikTok we have it on Be Real why do we need it also on Instagram I don't want to post three photos photos per day on different platforms showing what I'm doing at that moment like it it just seems a little excessive now if your head is not spinning yet this is when it will definitely start okay I'm gonna tell you this but I'm not gonna lie I'm glossing over it because I'm just so sick of it (laughs) okay Instagram is working on the roll call feature so this is quote a new way to see what everyone's up to in a group chat quote you have five minutes to add a photo or video on time. Roll calls and any responses expire after 24 hours. Persons starting a roll call can unsend it at any time. Everyone who adds their photo and video can see yours. This to me seems like be real but in a group chat. So you would be in a group chat and you'd be like roll call like what's everyone doing and then everyone has to share their photo or video be real style in this group chat but only people in the group chat can see it. So not only do we have be real on be real and Instagram and TikTok we also have it in an Instagram group chat. And this is where my head starts spinning. And I literally almost didn't say this out loud to you guys about this whole feature because I I just I don't feel like it's gonna go anywhere because this is excessive. Okay. <laughs> Tell me if I'm being crazy. Am I being crazy, you guys? I I don't think so. Personally, I don't think so. Anyway, I'm going to send you guys off into 2023 with a great episode with my friends at Marketing Happy Hour. They have a great podcast that you definitely should listen to. I will also be on an episode of their podcast pretty soon. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode and I will see you guys in 2023. All right, guys. So we are here today with the ladies from Marketing Happy Hour. We are going to be talking about proven strategies for actually creating community around your personal brand. We're going to talk about why that's important and all the good things to make it happen. So Cassie, Erica, thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're so excited. Yay. All right. Well, let's get started kind of just talking about who you ladies are, if you want to both introduce yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, hi, my name is Erica. I um, have a background in many things, but mostly uh, marketing and PR. So I graduated from University of Central Florida um, with actually a degree in English. So totally nothing to do with marketing, although (laughs) I do use it every day because, I mean, talking with and, and just like writing captions and things like that, Never thought I would use it every day, but I do. Um, and so 
I graduated. I was already working in the marketing space. I did an internship and then I moved up to Nashville. I'm located in Florida now and was back then. Um, moved up to Nashville, did a few different um, like jobs here and there with um, small businesses up there. I was working for a ministry up there and then decided to move back when, you know, it was just you know, I feel like everybody has that issue. Like right after college, you're like, what do I do? And you try out all of these different things. And sometimes it doesn't pan out the way that it was supposed to. But so anyway, all of that to say, I moved back to Florida and then I was working in the hospitality industry in marketing. And um, Cassie and I had known each other a while before that, um, when we were still in college and we had always wanted to do something together. Um, I was working in the hospitality marketing industry. And so was she. And then I switched to the beauty industry and she switched to a bunch of different things as well. (laughs) And then, um, it was a while ago, like two years ago where we kind of sat down and we were like, what do we do? Should we start a wine company? Because we love food and beverage. Like it's our bread and butter. Um, we were like, should we start a wine company, a wine subscription or something like that? We were like, we both love marketing why don't we combine that and create something where we can have the marketing community come together and just talk about, you know, the day in day out of just being in marketing and then also incorporate a little bit of our love for food and beverage in the form of happy hour. So that's how we came up with marketing. Happy I love hour. that. I didn't yeah. know the story. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm Cassie. It's so awesome to be here. So Kind of similar to what Erica was saying, I got my start in the hospitality industry as well out of college. I got my degree in PR, so it was kind of in that space a little bit, but wore a ton of hats in my first few jobs, which I'm sure all of us have (laughs) before, and so really gravitated towards the social media strategy side of things, and so eventually, long story short, ended up moving up to New York City, like literally the same time Erica moved, and so we were kind of going through that that situation of fresh out of college, like figuring life out on our own in a new city. It was like a very weird time, but super, super good and rewarding. Um, But during my time up there, worked with a lot of big brands, helped to launch a few brands, uh, create a a lot of amazing partnerships with influencers during that time. Um, And then was eventually offered a role as the director of marketing with a company in hospitality I worked for before. So I ended up moving back to Tampa um, (laughs) after that point, did that job for a bit. And I got super burnt out super quickly. The leadership was a little bit toxic in that company. And so ended up leaving uh, that brand and started my own firm. I had gotten clients on the side of my full-time job. And I was like, you know what, this is a sign. It's time to make this leap and go off on my own. And so ever since uh, October of 2019, I have built this firm. It's shifted slowly into content strategy for personal brands. So I very much got my start on the brand side, still do a lot of stuff with the brand side, but now working with a lot of personal brands, uh, speakers, authors, a few artists here and there to kind of help craft their strategies and uh, work on partnerships with them. Uh, So super cool to kind of shift into that space, totally unexpected, uh, but it's been super rewarding and have had a lot of fun just launching and growing marketing happy hour. So we'll see where it goes from, from here at this point. (laughs) I love that you guys have like the same story. (laughs) 
so that's, funny. Like, it's so crazy. Like, you even moved around the same time. Wow. That's too funny. Um, wow. Did you guys, out of curiosity, like, have you known each other, like, your whole lives? No. We, 2015. 2015. Wow, you figured okay. that out? Yes. Okay. I figured it out. So, we were in college. She was in Orlando. I was in Tampa, like, an hour and 20 minutes away from each other, whatever. Wow. Uh, we were a part of this, like, mental health awareness community um on facebook which is literally like my first time remembering me being a part of a community on facebook okay. like, well, that was kind of like very new to me at yeah that point. Uh, but we were brand ambassadors on both of our campuses and ah. we were in a facebook group and she's like i'm in orlando and i was like well i'm in tampa i'm not too far away Aww. i ended up moving to orlando so again we just follow <laughs> each other's paths everywhere i moved to orlando and we ended up meeting up in person one day and like ever since then have been Great, very close best friends and so I love just, that yeah okay that's an amazing story you guys have such a great story so oh, obviously you. with both of your backgrounds like you've had very well-rounded experiences you know in marketing working with with personal brands working with big brands in general um so you, you must know your way around the block I'm assuming um so kind of shifting into um you know creators being able to build these personal brands build these communities around them um how are brands right now valuing an engaged community you know versus your follower count as a creator yeah, absolutely. I think more as we move into more of this like authenticity around creators, influencers, all of that, I think the community aspect is huge. So the engaged consumers are the ones that are buying versus just somebody who's seeing your content all over the place. If you are engaged in an actual community, engaged in conversation with those people, they're the ones that are going to trust you enough to buy from you or buy whatever you are promoting. Um, so I think that's a way that brands are valuing that right now for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of think about Instagram followers nowadays as building like your group of core friends. So yeah. obviously relationships are very much important on the platforms. And we talk about community all the time and building that. And um, with building community and building friendships comes trust. And so a lot of times us as consumers, we're looking to these influencers or friends on the platforms that we trust. We trust their opinions, their ideas, their thoughts, all of these things. And um, that I feel like is the easiest way to uh, for a brand to come in and, and to get a lot of people to convert on something. And so um, when we are interested as creators in building relationships with our community, we start to understand what they tick, what gets them excited, the type of brands, products, things like that. Um, and they're connecting with us because of those interests and in, in that foundation we have for our personal brand. And so um, I think that's super important to have that as a foundation versus just a bunch of followers. Like, great, I have 100K, but like, I, I don't know who any of these people right. are that follow me. I don't really know who I am as a brand. Um, so having that community and that foundation of just trust and communication and relationship is yeah. such a great foundation for a very successful campaign. Yeah, I think as a creator, it's it's kind of like a breath of fresh air almost because before we were always just like chasing followers, you know, and, and yeah. honestly, like that's exhausting, of course. Um, totally. You know, like even when you think about like even just like out in in real life, you know, people are like, 
when they try and talk about how legitimate someone is, they're like, oh, yeah, well, this girl that I met, you know, she has 50,000 followers. Yeah. Like, okay, so she's like more legit, right? And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so interesting because especially from a brand's perspective, like 50,000 followers, especially again, like on a, we talked about this on Marketing Happy Hour, like when you have 50,000 followers on TikTok, that literally like doesn't even mean like hardly right. anything, you know, because right. again, you could have one viral video that was like totally off of your niche that you don't even, you know, post about anymore. And that 50,000 followers, like you have nothing, you don't know information about them. You right. don't know the things that make them tick. And so how are you supposed to say to a brand like, yes, you should pay me thousands of dollars for me to create this content when you don't even know like who this audience is and if they're going to care about that product? Yeah, right. absolutely. I think as a as a creator, you have to have this strategy brain too. Like I, I think a lot of times we go into or whether or not you want to become a creator, I think you just think it's about posting and, and whatever. Content. But yeah, like just creating pretty videos and things like that. But having this mindset that, you know, I want to create obviously this authentic community around the interests that I have and coming at it from that angle. But also when it comes to creating a business for yourself, like you have to think about those things, you know, what is my goal for my platform? Number one, like, what am I trying to do here? Like, what, right. what is the objective? And then also, um, you know, when, when brands come to speak to you, like having that educated front of being able to be confident in who, you know, follows you, who, you know, is like engaging with your brand and, and what your objectives are speaking to that, I think stands out tremendously to, to brands. Totally. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for creators listening who are like, okay, so I'm sold. Like, I know that I need, yeah. like, I don't care about follower count anymore. We're not even looking at that anymore. Yeah. But like, all right, I need to build this community. What are some of the strategies that creators can actually like utilize? Like, let's get tactical. What are the things that creators can do to actually make people feel like they are part of like this insider club, you know, like this, this real exclusive community? as being a follower of yours. Yeah, totally. And this might sound scary, but get off the social media apps. Do more things like in-person community meetups, do oh, online this. communities that you kind of own and can kind of speak directly to your audience and they can speak to each other. Um, I think that's a huge part of just building community in general is even the people that um, have the common interest of you and what you're putting out there, interacting with each other. That's huge. Um, another thing is like email strategy, just getting into people's inboxes, being kind of omnipresent in their life, even though that sounds a little weird, but just outside of the social media platforms they're following you on can really help people feel more connected to you and your offering. And it'll actually build more trust to where they're ready to go whenever you have an offer to put out there. Yeah, I, I think another thing too, you know, we talk about authenticity, which I feel like it's such a cliche word here now, but a part of it's being valuable. About, yeah, it is. <laughs> and part of that is like showing off who you actually are. I think at the beginning of especially the world of Instagram, like it was very much like, here's the most perfect pieces of my life and everything else. Like, I'm not going to showcase that. Yeah. But um, that I think creates almost like a toxic environment for people. Like we were talking about a marketing happy hour where we're just drained to go on Instagram and like see all of these people finding success and like posting their beautiful vacations, right. and things that they're doing. But it's like, that's great. Like we love 
to show the highlights of our lives and show that we're grateful for those things, but peel the curtain back and like what's actually happening in your life, because that is a human to human foundational connection there because all of us are going through things and we want to feel like we have someone we can lean on or even like hear them out and what they're facing. And also just stories in general, um, I still think is like the number one way to market anything. Yeah. And so incorporating that authentic story to yourself is not only a great way for people to get to know you, but uh, as a brand, I look at that and I'm like, I'm so excited to see what kind of story they can tell and include my product or my service yeah. uh, in their personal story. Yeah, guys, so many great answers. And it's like, I love that your answers weren't just like the most like basic answers that we hear time and time again. Like, amazing. I love it. I would also add on there if you are afraid to not utilize, okay, like get off the platforms, scary. If you're not ready to fully take that step, I would say also just like, going on to other platforms, you know, mm-hmm. like, again, talked about this on my marketing happy hour, but you guys go listen to the episode. Clearly, yeah, like we're trying to plug it here. Um, <laughs> so I think about being very discouraged on Instagram. And you know, like, I, I realize when am I, you know, discouraged? When am I feeling depressed? It's literally after I spend a lot of time on Instagram specifically. Yep. And so I said to myself, okay, I'm going to spend more time on LinkedIn and on Twitter and all these other platforms. And it's really cool to, to see like the different people that are on these platforms that if I were exclusively spending my time on Instagram, I would literally never meet any of the people that I meet on on LinkedIn. And I think especially as a creator too, like if I spend an hour on LinkedIn, I'm like actually generating new business. I'm connecting with new brands. I'm connecting with people who want to be on the podcast. Like it's so much easier to like network with people who are going to be, you know, like useful to to you and your business and you'll be useful to them and be able to help them out. You create such better connections, I think, versus on Instagram because Instagram's you know, it's sometimes hard to like get to know people because if you comment on someone's Instagram post, like we don't even know if they're going to see it. We don't know if they're going to comment back, you know, like you send a DM, it goes to the request, people never see it. But like, if you're commenting on someone's LinkedIn post, like they're going to probably respond to it. Like there's a pretty good chance. So I think even just tapping into other platforms and like just seeing who else is out there is, is so valuable, you know? Yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge tip too. And one of my favorite things about LinkedIn, and I say this all the time is it's so different from other platforms, because um, if you are following somebody on LinkedIn or connected with them on LinkedIn, they are also connected with you. And that's not always the case on other platforms. You may be following someone on another platform, but they're not following you or seeing what you're up to. So that's a really great way to just create and foster relationships. And then also at the same time, if you are commenting or posting and other people are commenting on your post, that will go a lot farther um, than just your Instagram posts when you're commenting on those because other people can see that in their feed. So even if you're not connected with somebody, but they're connected with someone else that you commented on their post, that person, you never know who it is, can see that as well. So that's like a huge thing. I I could talk about LinkedIn all day long. 
favorite platform. Yeah. Um, but that's not what this episode is about. But okay. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Let's talk about LinkedIn from here on out. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think it's so crazy how many creators are just like not even on LinkedIn. Yeah. Like they're like, yeah, that's for people who want to find a job. It's just like not the case at all. No. I mean, you can find a job, but like yeah. not even. Um, right. So, I mean, okay. Obviously, there are all these other options, and that's great. But I know that there are still people listening right now who are like, Instagram's my main platform. Stop telling me to get off Instagram. That's where I make my money. And I get that. Because like, for me, that is where I make the bulk of my money, which is why it's so hard to make this decision to spend less time there. But for those people, even on TikTok, Instagram on TikTok, like we hear all of these things about like, you need to spend time engaging. You need to be answering DMs, answering comments, like go find people that are similar to you and comment on their photos. You know, there are all of these like strategies for engaging and spending time with your community. Do you feel like there's any sort of like specific strategy that is like really actually worthwhile or, you know, like how much time should we really even be putting into like engaging or like that spending time with your community kind of thing? Yeah. Um, so my answer is very like unofficial, like very (laughs) literally for me, I think it's just consistency, but do what you can. So like, yeah, honestly, if it's 10 minutes a day on the platform and that's all you can allot to it. And you feel like if you spend 30 minutes on the platform, like it's too draining for you, don't do it. Like I, yeah. And too many times we we take on too many tasks or things in our life. Like even if it's beneficial for our business, even if we know, like if I spend 30 minutes a day on Instagram engaging with people and it's going to be helpful, like great. But if it's not helpful to you personally, don't do it. And so I think yeah. we have to watch for these signs in ourselves and be like, okay, this is kind of like taking me down when I spend too much time on this platform. So I think the biggest thing is just being consistent and that also, you know, being consistent helps people get to know you and and feel closer to them. Like if you're on the platform engaging on a regular basis, Um, but if consistency to you is an hour, three times a week or 15 minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, like that's, that's totally fine. But bottom line, just do what works for you. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I think you just have to start somewhere. I think it, even if it's just five minutes going in and trying to like communicate with your audience, that's okay. Just start somewhere, see what works for you. I think it's going to be different for every person. And that's why we don't have a solid answer. Um, But starting somewhere is always good. Yeah. I'm actually curious to hear like for you guys, you know, in your business on Instagram or like for the podcast on Instagram, wherever you're trying to build like clientele, you're trying to build the following. What is your like, what is your day to day on Instagram look like? Um, it's, <laughs> I, like be honest, I'm really curious because like it's interesting. Like we all we all amazing. have things to yeah. say about like here's what we should do and stuff. But like I'm I'm yeah. my routine is not what it should be. <laughs> oh no, same. Like I was just gonna say, like don't model after us. What we're doing. No, just kidding. Um, we I think for us, like even if it's not very formal, we still do what we can. Like we'll pop, yeah. we're communicating all the time. Like obviously it's different if you have a business partner, like kind of divide up the responsibilities. If one person's able to get to it today, like awesome. Um, but if it's just you individually running your business or uh you know, starting your creator brand, um, again, do what you can, but we 
I would say spend the most time on LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn all the time. In Instagram, we do need to get more consistent about building a community, but we get a lot of amazing messages from listeners uh, reaching out to us, which is like the biggest honor for us. Like truly, we it's when so we fun. Receive messages, I'm like, this person took time to write this paragraph. We're huge. A, <laughs> send a voice note. We've got so many voice it's notes. So They're so funny. fun. It's so funny. And so I think for those moments, like we love engaging with with our followers and people that listen to us. Um, but again, for us, just do what we can. We're very scrappy. So it's literally the two of us right now. Yeah. Eventually that will change. But with the two person team, like I think you do what you can and, and that's right. what we're currently doing. Yeah. yeah that's to be fair. honest, Instagram's not really where our listener is right now. Like sure, they will follow us on Instagram as well, but most for the most part, they found us on LinkedIn. They found us yeah. through communities online like Slack. I was gonna uh, say, you know, I think we connected through Slack. Of, yeah, we're part of the same Slack community and I yeah. think there's like thousands of people in there and like I've connected through so um, there to so many people and I just think that that's the main place that our audience is so I think right. focusing on where your audience is is a big part and if it's not Instagram that's okay go where they're at or create a space for them and you'll succeed yeah yeah I, I definitely love that advice and I I think it's really smart to be honest about like again you know we all there are plenty of strategies that we should all be following when it comes to engaging but like realistically you know for me even like when I get on Instagram I first of all check my notifications I'm like are there any comments I need to like respond to and like that's typically my engagement is like me responding to comments Um, and then I like watch some stories if there's things I want to respond to that's like another form of engagement Um, but it almost feels like a little bit more entertaining because you're like catching up with your friends on stories but let me tell you I literally never scroll through like I never scroll my news feed I just don't do it anymore. And it's so crazy the amount of people I have conversations with who say the exact same thing. And then we're all over here wondering, why is our engagement so low? Why doesn't anyone comment? It's because no one is watching because we're all on stories. Like literally that's, that's, I think where a lot of people spend their time on Instagram. (laughs) I think that started too when they really pushed video and then your whole newsfeed was like all of these videos that you didn't even follow these people or you didn't even know about these people. And the video as well on the home screen, I think it like gets brighter or something. They like did something within the app where a video shows up brighter than a photo and it just looks weird range. And so I think that's when that whole thing started of people like straying away from their home feed. And I think that's, that is to Instagram, Instagram's detriment. Well, and the other thing of like, there are so many people that we want to see in that newsfeed and like, for whatever reason, it's just like never those people that are better right there, you know, like, um, it's always just like random people or like random things that you like, maybe aren't like super excited about, or at least that's, I don't know what my feed looks like. So I'm, I'm like, I'd rather have this stories cue that I'm looking through. That's like, these are my like best friends right here. These are like my, like, you know, second layer of friends. Like, um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Even stories now though, there's like, ads every other one and I just can't I I don't know it's yeah it's a different (sighs) right now but hopefully it'll get better who knows or there's other platforms that people will end up shifting yeah 
we'll see what happens again like if you haven't gotten the point yet like get on linkedin <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah. um so out of the content that like creators are are creating for their audience to see are there different types of content that are going to help creators nurture their community versus grow their following because obviously at the end of the day like those are two completely separate goals and like different content is going to do different things. So like, can you give us some examples? Sure. Yeah. So content that's created with an awareness goal in mind. So like, Hey, this is me. I'm introducing myself or, Hey, this is an offer that I have. That's what's going to attract your audience. Whereas something of content that's created with education in mind is something that's going to nurture your audience. So I think distinguishing those two pieces of content is huge. And then uh, making sure that you kind of have a balance of both of those um, content pieces uh, will both attract and nurture your current people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to look at content. I recently learned about the value ladder. It's like this really cool way to look at your content. So essentially the goal is to move customers, your audience, whatever it may be up your ladder. So basically at the bottom of the ladder, it's more of this organic, just quick soundbite social media content. Maybe one step up is your podcast. Another step up is your email list all the way up until like your highest level offer. So obviously there's free content and then it goes up into paid content. And so, um, for me, I look at social media as like the easiest barrier to entry, right? We just go on right. the platform, we're like scrolling, it takes two seconds to watch a video. Um, and then the higher you get up on the ladder, the more time consuming it is. And so obviously, the more someone goes down your funnel, like the higher they're going to go up on this ladder. Um, but within each of those elements, I think there's a funnel to it, right? So there's like a, a funnel to your social media content. There's a funnel you can put people through on your podcast episodes, things like that. And um, and so to Erica's point, maybe something that's more, here's five facts about me or here's five facts about influencer marketing, like something that's more uh, kind of simple in your space that resonates with a lot of different people. Maybe something that gets people to follow you and grow your right. following. And then your stories, for example, is where you can kind of nurture that community and and share more about your life and things like that. So thinking about how the platforms work, like if I post my story, is a new person going to see this content? Maybe if someone shares it with them, but probably not. And so thinking about like, what is the usage of these different aspects and speaking to the people accordingly who are most likely to see that content? Yeah. Yeah, I think having a good balance of both is definitely really smart, unless your goal is like, you don't really care about growth. But I think at the end of the day, most people are, you know, like, we don't mind growth, you know, like, we're we're not mad about it. Um, It's interesting, the, the idea that there's like these two different types of content. But one thing that as you guys were talking, I was kind of thinking about so I'm reading this book right now. It's called Know What You're For. Um, Mm. It's by, I think his name is Jeff Henderson. Um, It's a really great book. I'm not done with it yet, but it's good (laughs) so far. Um, So he basically talks about like how people who are trying to sell products are often like thinking about themselves. You know, they're like, when they're posting on social media, they're like, here's what we're offering. Here's our deal. Here's our sale. Like, this is what you need to know about our new product. And 
he basically said like that's you know like it makes you sound like a narcissist you know your business is narcissistic and like if it were a person who's super narcissistic like typically those aren't really people that you like want to hang around with so if you can kind of use those posts that like again might help you grow or might help you make a sale or whatever it is use those posts or, or create those posts in a way that's still nurturing I think like kind of a combination is almost like the best option for like a promotional post or post that's going to help you grow because then at the end of the day you're still showing people like I'm a human I care about you like I'm not just in this to like grow a million followers like I do want to actually create this community where like your voice matters and like I want to get to know you um so it's just kind of like an interesting concept that I was thinking about as you guys were talking yeah absolutely yeah it's that's a good point too, because you, you don't want someone to come to your feed and there's like two stark different types right. of content. Right. This one's very promotional and this one's very right. like natural and organic. And so I love your tip of just like kind of fusing between the two, like make it authentic to you, but also be kind of strategic with mm-hmm. the way that you're talking about a product or an offer. Yeah. How far down the funnel someone is that you're trying to reach with content yeah that's great yeah and too I think a good way to do that is to think about like your FAQs or things that people ask you about often right and create content around that um I think that'll really be beneficial because like if you imagine like you're putting out all this stuff that you think people want to know but you're getting all these questions back clearly you're not speaking to the people <laughs> you actually want to know right. so put some content out there around that I think that's a good tip for yeah. sure yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like user questions, I literally keep like a database of them. And then anytime I need to like make a TikTok video or whatever, and I don't have any ideas, it's like straight to that spreadsheet. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're, yeah. you know, they're doing the hard work for you by asking yeah. questions. Yeah. <laughs> you totally. just have to answer them and create some content around it. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Well, this was like such a great conversation. I love that you guys have honestly such different perspectives that aren't like, the super basic like here's exactly what I would expect you to answer this question with um so absolutely amazing for anyone listening you guys have to go check out marketing happy hour um my episode with them will be out after this one so you guys will have to follow them to listen to it when it comes out Cassie Erica thank you guys so much for joining me this was so much fun thanks for having us so much fun so happy to do this thanks